Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Tales from Tolt. My name is Dwayne Davidson, your host. This is a program where we discuss the fascinating and rich history of that place we call the Sonoma Valley, basically from Monroe to North Bend. Welcome, folks, to another episode of Tales from Tolt. Today, I have a very special guest, very special to me, because uh, Heather Stark, she got me started in this, and I owe her a lot of gratitude for that. So uh, we'll talk to her about uh, about that. Hello, Heather. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. When I started this program, I kind of jumped right into it with the very first program being the Tolt Historical Society. And then we were off to running and we talked all the different historical societies. We talked about the history of dairy farming and, and uh, steamboating and railroads. And we've had such a fun time, but we jumped right into it without much explanation of, of, uh, to, to, the, to the viewers about what the overall objectives of this program is going to be where I was going with all this, I call it Tales from Tolt, but it actually is, is a, it covers a geographical area much larger than just Tolt or what now is known as Carnation. And so I thought just to begin with the program, uh, Heather, I just want to, first of all, thank you uh, for recruiting me to do this. And thank you uh, to the board of uh, 104.9 for giving this opportunity for me to do this and bring this um, um, uh, which to me had just been fast. Uh, I'm fascinated by my own program. I just, I just love the guests <laughs> that we have on board. And I just want to th- say thank you for giving me this opportunity. Well, thank you. I mean, we knew what an asset you would be from the first moment we met, met you. And if you recall, I met you when you were our state treasurer and I interviewed you for my show, Valley Talk. And uh, I realized that not only did you have a very firm and strong connection to our community, you also knew a lot of history about our community. And uh, I, I just knew you were going to be an asset. And when I approached you and we talked about what kind of a show you could do, it just seemed to be a perfect fit. Um, <laughs> It's perfect. And your your show is one of our most listened to programs right now. And, um, you know, people are interested in this. Everyone is interested in, you know, what is the community like? And even the people who are here new, you know, who haven't been here for 40 years, but but maybe two or three years, they want to know what what the evolution of this was, what who the families were that created this community and uh, that they are now a part of. And so I think your show just is, besides being very well done, it also touches almost all of us uh, from that historical standpoint and from that community standpoint. And as you know, I'm really, really wedded to the idea that this is a community radio station and we serve that community. So thank you. Well, uh, I appreciate that. Very kind words. And, and yes, and thank you. I, I totally agree with you. I, 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 I uh, you know, uh, the, the old popular belief that, you know, uh, we need to know our history to avoid making past mistakes and maybe learning on um, things that we did right in the past. And um, we have evidence of that and are able to do that on a national level, on a world level. There's lots of things, but just even right at the little local level, we have, you know, uh, uh, our little community, so Columbia Valley has been through a lot in its uh, short um, uh, history of um, over a hundred years. 
uh, and and even before that, with the Native American population, which was which was one of the areas we were uh, that I really want to explore in the future of uh, getting some guests from that uh, very important community to talk about uh, the very important activities that took place with our Native American tribes, mostly the Snoqualmie in the uh, uh, in the area. But um, there's a lot to learn. I mean, there's uh, there's been industries there's been cycles there's been industries that have that have come up and then disappeared as the country changes so does our little valley we're we're just a we're just a little branch of the big world and we've been through things we 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 i like to, you can look back to history and see that everything with this covid uh, situation we're right now around the turn of the last century we were really battling what was referred to then. I don't know if it's politically correct much, but what everybody referred to as the Spanish flu. And that was like a huge influenza. You know, it was a huge impact on community. Many, many, many lives were lost. And, and uh, a lot was learned about uh, uh, battling these type of things during that. And so there's a lot to learn from our history and how about how we react to it and about what might work and what might not. And, uh, I just um, find it interesting. Some of the topics that we've talked about so far have been in very macro, very kind of a, a high level. Uh, first of all, we give a turn to all the historical societies to bring them in because of the important work they do. We're really blessed with every community has a very vibrant historical society. And, uh, and what a variety that we have. We have some that occupy like an old house incarnation that is a you know is a, is part of the history of Carnation, the Yurtis House, but up there in Suquamish, they have a rail museum that you can go up and do the Santa ride and everything else, and take your family out and make an entire day of it. And so, um, history doesn't have to be boring. Uh, people can have fun doing this. Uh, the trip down to the Carnation Museum is uh, is on your way to a big park that's right at the end there. So you can do a picnic and visit the museum and then go down to a picnic. Up at Duval, the Doherty House is a very famous historical house that is open to the public and on a beautiful land. I know that, uh, uh, I know Heather, you've been up to it. You, you're up on kind of this ridge and you're kind of overlooking the valley. It's a beautiful place, isn't it? Uh, oh, gorgeous, gorgeous. It just, it just is so neat. And, uh, and then there's some like Fall City Historical Society that have done an entirely different tack. They didn't want to be tied down to a brick and mortar building. They will, uh, they keep their uh, uh, collections uh, in a safe, dry location and pull those out and customize for different events. And what their objective is that they kind of interject themselves right into society, what's going on. There's an event here. We're going to set up a booth right here to capture you going in and out and, and tell people all the history. And that's a very like kind of unique way of doing it. Very, very effective. So we've been able to give all these interviews to all of these people and make, you know, give uh, proper thanks to everybody that does all this volunteer work for all these entities. But in the future, uh, I want to do bigger drill down in, uh, and, and topics of really kind of focusing on individual families and different groups of people, uh, nationalities and, and, and different that settled in this area. There's some very prominent names. Um, that doesn't mean that everybody's not important, but there is some really significant names that really have 
interesting stories about people that go back, you know, here even before territorial days. I know that um, I like to talk to people, and I know you do too, Heather. Okay. And I think it's this is where it's going to be really fun uh, uh, to just sit down to one. You just draw a name out of a hat of, of of some of these prominent names of people that uh, uh, have a long-standing history in the valley, and just basically say, "Tell us about Grandpa and Grandma." Mm, and tell perfect. us why in the world did they drive their old Model T or maybe even their covered wagon, depending on you know when they actually come here, when they when they actually got here or, or got off a train, and why did they uproot themselves from the entire security of their family situation? I come out here. I still wonder why people did that. I wonder why my own ancestors did that. I mean that it was really there evidently was a lot going on for people to be seeking out opportunities that they would just totally uproot themselves from all of the stability that they had at all and reestablish themselves in a totally new and somewhat hostile place. Don't you agree? Oh, I do agree. And I think what you're saying, I, one of the questions that I have as well is these are what your family did. This is what your ancestors did, but you're still here. What has kept you here? You know, oh, they, that's a good way. Yeah, what's kept you here? Yes. Yeah, they, you know, yeah, they, they were transients that came here. What, what's kept you here? Yeah. Yeah, this, the sense of the continuity of it, because it has changed so much, as you pointed out. I mean, I, I think a couple of years ago, I wanted to work on a, a, a book, an oral history um, of people in the Valley, because we have a lot of older people in the Valley who are a precious resource and the changes that they have seen in their lifetimes. I mean, I, I was going to, I even had a title for my book. It was going to be uh, uh, settlers, farmers, or settlers, loggers, farmers, and hippie chicks. Because if you think <laughs> about, if you think about the area, oh, that's, that's, that's the transition that we've gone through pretty much in, in one person's lifetime, you know, for some mm -hmm. of these folks. And that transition, that fast transition, I mean, back East, maybe these changes took 200 years. Out here, they're taking less than 100 years, you know, to uh, go from that settlers to the loggers to the, you know, the farmers. And then we went through, you know, quite the, 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 uh, refuge st stage back in the 70s when you know all the hippies thought that they could go back to nature and whatever um, mm -hmm. so we have a very rich history and it's fun to explore that but i would also love to know okay why are you still here you right. know, what what is so it about that history what is it that was developed by the 100 years ago that still makes it important for us yes that's a, that's a, that would be a good follow through to when we're talking to these uh, uh, these individuals uh, and uh, to, to get that different perspective about, you know, that it's gone through so many changes. What's kept you here? Because this uh, community has gone through so many changes. I, I remember when I was talking to the guys down at the uh, Duval Circus, so I say guys because my two uh, uh, panelists that day were both were both guys. And they basically said, you know, this town changed from when it was prompt. It was all farmers and the dairy farmers rural, And, you know, that was it. And basically the hippies saved this town. You know, the hippies <laughs> kind of moved in when the farms all kind of consolidated. A lot of them shut down. They moved back east and everything else like that. A bunch of hippies moved in. And and uh, they dropped a piano from the sky and did a couple other uh, you know big events that will uh, that we talked about and uh, 
what a and and Duval really got kind of a reputation with the uh, Silver Spoon and others of being kind of a place where that. But you know what? That kind of saved the town. And now, and that's just a short time ago. I remember that era, yeah. and that is all gone now. Now it's like a suburbanville of yes. Bellevue, and so it's changing again, and it will change again because yeah. it changes to meet the needs of uh, larger community around it and. Uh, what interesting uh, developments that we've uh, that we've had and experienced. So, I like that. I like that thought that you added to that, Heather. That's exactly what we'll do. Um, I can't wait to get started on these. And by the way, um, while we're talking about that, my email address at the uh, station is Dwayne D U A N E Dwayne dot Davidson at Valley One Hundred Four Point Org. Uh, org please email me if you uh of course i know some of these family names and i'll uh, i've already started uh, contacting uh some people to line people up we've got several uh, programs uh, lined up for uh, the next couple months but we need more and if you think of a family that you know that someone that would be willing to get on uh, the air with me and talk about their family and be willing to share that uh please um please do. And another issue that I, uh, another point of um, uh, basically solicitation for um, uh, community input that I would like to do is I've done two segments so far on genealogy because genealogy is preservation of history and the, uh, and the families. And so far they seem to be pretty well received. I have a willing participant in the, someone that was willing to do more of those programs that is a genealogist with me. So if you found those episodes to be of particular interest, would you please let me know? Because we may expand future uh, episodes along uh, that line and do some more segments on that. So if I can jump well, in, Dwayne, I want to make sure everybody got your email. Um, it is Dwayne.Davidson at valley1049.org. So there's a dot between the names and then the dot before the org, but there's no, um, you know, the numbers don't have any dots in them. So uh, thank you. Thank you for pointing that up. So Heather, we uh, were a time for a a break. When we come back from the break, I love this radio station. I love the uh, new little family that I've been introduced to and be part of. They're just a wonderful group that puts on the work of uh, 104.9. And um, you know, this is a basically a nonprofit radio station. It takes money to, to uh, get this to, to go. So we're going to just take a brief break. And when we come back, um, Heather and I are going to talk a little bit about an event that we have coming up that will help us uh, continue on with the function of what we do at the radio station. So uh, uh, please stay tuned and we'll be right back. You're listening to Valley 104.9 FM, your station for Northwest eclectic music. Hi, I'm Seth Shostak, and I'm an actual scientist, although I don't wear a white lab coat. Maybe a straitjacket. I'm Molly Bentley. I'm a science journalist, and we are your hosts on Big Picture Science, bringing you the latest from the labs every week. So join us Thursdays at 6 p.m. for the coolest in science and technology, Big Picture Science. That's Thursdays at 6 p.m. right here on Valley 104.9 FM. Okay, welcome back, folks. Uh, continuing to talk to Heather Stark at, uh, at Tales from Told today. Uh, she's my special guest, and our topic today has been a little bit different. We've uh, we're talking about the um, 
the program, uh, Tales from Tolt, up until now, it's been about well, approximately half a year, and I've just had so, so much fun doing it, and I've really been delighted to become part of the 1049 uh, community uh, and, uh, and appreciative of the opportunity to uh, share history um, with, with you folks. Um, to make that possible, though, the station uh, is a nonprofit and they, they need money. And <laughs> one of the things that uh, we, we do fundraisers that are, you know, that make that less painful to give. I mean, we try to do things that, that uh, uh, are, are, are appealing to folks. We've had a benefit auctions in the past. And maybe you can talk about maybe what's been done in the past. What, what are we doing this year that's coming oh. right up? Yes, we have had a couple of really wonderful auctions. And I like that because, again, going back to my commitment to the community, we are a resource with and for the community. Um, it's important that we have fundraisers that involve the community rather than something where, you know, we only target certain people and they get all dressed up and go to some hotel somewhere. You know, no, we want community events for our fundraisers. And so we have had a couple of auctions that have been great fun. We have lots of people that donate and volunteer. Uh, this time we're going to, we're going to do a, a, an auction, I think again in the spring, but COVID kind of put a, blinker on everything just like it did for everybody. <laughs> yeah. And so we've had, you know, more than a year without any fundraisers and uh, we, we need that. And so we're planning a craft fair. Before I talk about that, though, I just want everybody to understand we are an all volunteer run radio station, and I'm really proud of that. There will probably come a time where if we have the budget, we'll have to hire somebody to help us because we're all juggling things in real life and everything. And so mm -hmm. there's a lot of things we'd like to do that we can't do. Um, but for right now, and since our beginning, we are an all volunteer run radio station, and it's people from our community who are running this radio station. And I'm really proud of that, but we still have expenses. We have to have a tower, we have a power bill, we have to pay for the music that we play, put on the air. There are royalties that we have to pay. There are all sorts of expenses that cost a lot of money. And even though we don't have a staff or salaries that we pay, we still need that income so that we can keep on the air. So. This time we decided, and I think it was mostly your idea, Duane, that led us to do this. And we, we kind of did it, did it. We hope that it's going to be the first of, of many uh, craft fairs to come. And we've reached out to vendors in the community and a young woman who is helping us put it together. And she said, well, basically what we're offering is Christmas in a day. So what we're going to have is a craft fair on December 12th. And it's going to be at the Senior Center from 1 until 5 p.m., and we have vendors from the community. So it's locally made stuff. It's locally made artisans who are, you know, gifts that you're going to be able to get. We're even going to have a gift wrap table there so that you can have the gift wrap right there. So basically, you know, my young friend was right. We're going to have Christmas in a day. So I know a lot of, and I, at the risk of sounding sexist, Dwayne, you'll have to forgive me, but in my experience, you guys like to wait until the last minute for- <laughs> <laughs> We do. <laughs> I can't deny that. <laughs> you know, um, and so this is perfect because not only can you find that perfect little unique gift, you're supporting local merchants, you're supporting local craftspeople, and 
you're getting it wrapped up and ready to go all in one afternoon. Um, So it's kind of the best of both worlds. It's small, so you're not going to be inundated by, you know, crowds and parking and all of that kind of stuff, which if you're like me, that's always something you look at. I I think, you know, uh, uh, to send me to a mall is the kiss of death. I hate those (laughs) crowds, you know. Yeah, Um, me too. Yeah, so you're going to be able to shop with your your friends and neighbors. You're going to be able to buy items that are unique and locally made by those same friends and neighbors. And just so that you know, right now we have a jewelry artist. We have an essential oils person. We have a wood crafter. We have a paper crafter. And that, boy, I can't wait to see that because I like making paper crafts. I I make my own cards and scrapbooks and everything. That's my therapy. And uh, so I can't wait to see what what this artisan has to offer. So um, we're going to have hot chocolate and hot cider. We're going to have candy canes and the gift wrapping. And if you have little ones, we're going to have a table with... um, scraps of paper and glitter and glue and all that kind of stuff so the little ones can stay occupied while you look around and the beauty of it is is that you go shop all of the vendors and then the vendors will you pick out what you want from the vendors the vendors will give you a a piece of paper or uh, not a receipt but a piece of paper saying what you purchased and the cost when you're done with all the vendors one-stop shopping. We've got one place to check out for all of them. You don't have to keep dragging out your card for every single booth you stop at. And then as soon as you uh, have your receipt marked paid, you go back to your vendors and pick up your things and out the door you go. Isn't that neat? So it's going to be so, because that is one thing when you go to your typical farmer's market or or, which I'd love to do, but uh, those type of events, you can really pull out your wallet a lot of different times. and, And a lot of people require uh, you know, uh, cash at those type of events and stuff. And so th- we're going to give an opportunity for people to be able to do that centralized checkout one time at the end. And then we're going to share that with the vendors. The yes. vendors make primarily, um, we're, uh, the, the vendors are not being charged a booth fee. And so we're doing this to benefit the, our vendors. But at the same time, uh, we will get a certain percent of a cut, which is uh, not the majority of the money, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, just a percent of a cut to help the station and these vendors know that that's what uh, that good cause is going to. And that's, that's, uh, it's a win-win for everybody. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be so good there. Like, uh, like uh, uh, Heather said, there's going to be some uh, cider there for people to participate. Uh, There were going to be some craft things for kids to do we're going to have and some historical you didn't mention that we have a desk oh i didn't i forgot some that. historical uh publication so if you well if a person likes to read a book we're going to have a place where you can buy a book and get that gift wrapped up well and the carnegie chamber is going to have a table so they have some things that they're going to be selling as well oh cool, cool. so and yeah. i'll be there and so if you want to talk about tales from told with me and stuff like this i'll be I'll be there uh, in the room and I'll even take a small donation for the benefit of the station, not to wrap your gift for you because I'm that way. <laughs> well, you know, that's that a good point as well. All of our talk show hosts are going to be there. Roxanne, who does the midwife show, you, Jay Fisk, who does the uh, keeping track of giving back. I'll be there. I do Valley Talk and, and Three Women, Three Ways. And so you'll have a chance to actually meet us. Give us your ideas. We're always looking for ideas. And um, mingle, meet, shop. Um, if you're a vendor, what Dwayne said about the no table charge. And I know a lot of small vendors often uh, have product, but 
if they have to pay $50 to get a table, what if they only sell $25 worth? Well, then that doesn't make much sense. So we decided that since we want this to be for the community, no table charge, no table fee up front. If you don't sell anything, then you don't have to pay anything. You just have a nice afternoon, you know, mingling with all of your, your friends and neighbors. Um, if you do sell something, the radio station asks to keep 15%. Um, so that we can put that into our fundraising coffers. But we take care of all of the collecting of the money and, you know, getting it back to you and sorting it out. And uh, so I think, you know, I think it's I think it's a good deal for the vendors and I know it's a good deal for the shoppers. So it should be a lot of fun. And hopefully this is going to be the first in, 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 you know, many of these craft shows that we do at the holiday time. I, I don't know about you, Duane, but I always love doing these little craft shops and, you know, seeing the small things at Christmas time, you know. Oh, I, I, I do too. My, my, uh, uh, my late wife, uh, Kathy, uh, she made pillows. She made quilted pillows. And oh, so I have done many of these in my lifetime. I have said, <laughs> I have been to every Catholic church. I have been to every different little bazaar all through Eastern Washington where we did this. She did pillows and other a quilt type of things. Uh, she would set up a, a heartfelt stitches was the name of her. And so I have lots of experience of setting up and taking down at uh, the <laughs> craft shows and, and my kids do too. They, because they were recruited uh, in that, uh, in that mix. Yes, it's going to be a, a, and you know, it's, these events are always such a fun time to get together and talk with people all like Heather said, all the radio hosts are going to be there. And so you'll be able to talk about the programs that are on the station and meet some uh, friends are going to be there. We, uh, um, if, if you're hearing this message now, the event is next Sunday. If you're hearing this message now, please help us spread the word because this has been kind of, uh, we kind of came at this kind of late and decided to do this. And so we're kind of running, uh, you know, uh, this is our first one. And so we could really use the help, try to get the word out there to your friends and pass the information on to them that we're having this event as short. It's just the, it's just a duration of an afternoon. So you could literally can pop in and pop out. It's on an all day affair and you can just come in and, 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 uh, and check it out. And, uh, and as a, as a little benefit, um, at the same time, we are doing our craft fair at the senior center, the senior center's reincarnation, Washington, um, uh, thrift shop is going to be open. So you can do a two for one in that day. Oh, there you go. There you go. So Heather, we actually have room for yet even a couple more vendors. So let's right now, just for a moment, say that if there's a vendor out there that say, Hey, I do some type of a handcrafted thing. I do some, that kind of fits the description about what we talked about. Um, how would they get a hold of you to see if they well, could become my my they can email me at the valley at Valley Radio and that is heather.stark at valley1049.org. So all of our hosts have the same um, email our first name dot last name at valley1049.org. And as you pointed out before, we are a nonprofit. Um, so, you know, you, you, I can't throw out that tax deductible thing because you're buying a merchandise, but if you choose to make a donation as well, that is tax deductible and, um, you can, you know, it, it, it just should be a fun day. I think it should be a, mm -hmm. a very fun day. Oh, it will be. If you want to, um, you know, one of the things that I was, uh, have been saying to folks is a lot of people, um, make their 
crafts full, you know, they, they really, they have shops and they go to all these different things. And we have some vendors that do that, but we also have some vendors. I know my sister used to love to crochet and she would crochet Afghans like nobody's business. And somebody once said, why don't you sell them? And she said, nah, I don't, you know, I'm not going to spend money to go do that. And I've only got 15, you know, here. I mean, how many, we're the perfect venue for that. If you've never sold your craft before, but you have some and you're going, I'm doing these because I love doing them, but I really don't need to keep 15 Afghans in my house. <laughs> come, contact me, contact me. This would be a great place to not only sell your wares, but get a taste of what it would be like if you wanted to do it more. And also to know that a number of people in your own community would be having your Afghans huddled around them on Christmas. So I think it's a win-win. So get in touch with me if you want to sell, or certainly you know, just come and show up the day of the event if you want to buy. And uh, you can get more information from me at heather.stark at valley1049.org. And once again, just so ever, uh, because we are running out of time. So one, one last time, uh, the date and location of this event is? Sunday, December 12th at the Snow Valley Senior Center in Carnegie. And, it's, and, it's uh, and the doors open at one o'clock, right? At one o'clock till five o'clock. One o'clock till five o'clock. So folks, there's plenty of parking there. Uh, it, uh, guys out there, I'm talking to you. This is the opportunity for you to pick up. <laughs> Gifts that uh, might be last minute, but these are handcrafted type of things. So you're not going to be in the doghouse if you buy this kind of stuff for your <laughs> special one. I, I, I've been around the block and I know this kind of stuff. So uh, 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 so uh, please show up and support lo uh, our local artists and support a wonderful radio station at the same time. This is a win-win situation. So I really do appreciate it. Folks, uh, we're out of time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Tales from Told. Uh, tune back uh, next week when we continue to explore uh, the fascinating history of that beloved place we call the Snoqualmie Valley. So thank you for listening, folks. Bye-bye for now. Take care. Bye.